0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. This is Rick Renner and I'm deep in Russian
1: territory standing in front of a magnificent house. Is this just amazing? It's beautiful, it's colorful, it is so whimsical. And actually, as you drive through the villages of Russia, you see houses like this everywhere. In fact, it almost seems that All the neighbors are competing with each other to see what kind of whimsical designs they can design for their lattice work around their windows and the trimmings around their roofs. And no two of them are the same. And one reason they began to do this in the 17th century was they realized if they could put some really great decorations around their windows, it might keep people from looking through their windows. Well, I'm thinking about divine revelation. So many times, God is trying to show us something right in front of us, but we can't see it because we're distracted by so many of the things that are going on. But God wants to give us a peek through windows into the spirit realm and really give us divine revelation. And in fact, when you go to Ephesians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul prays that God would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. God wants to open the spirit realm and show us remarkable things. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter two, that is one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today.
0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today we're going to continue the brand new series called Windows into Divine Revelation. My friends, God has revelation that is awaiting you, and today we're going to see a prayer in the Bible that you can pray to receive divine revelation. It's going to be good, but I want you to order the new series. It's five parts comes in multiple formats called windows into divine revelation and it comes with a wonderful study guide and we're also offering you right now my daily devotionals which are called sparkling gems from the greek number one and if you already have number one then you can order number two i wrote these books to help walk you into the new testament and so you could see things that maybe you would never see by yourself and people all over the world use sparkling gems from the greek so if you don't have yours yet This is your opportunity to order yours now. And I want to tell you my friends that you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. And when you give a gift to our ministry or obtain any of these resources, it enables us to take the teaching of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And when you become a partner, and a partner is anyone who financially gives to our ministry, we immediately send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book, which is called The Gift of Forgiveness. But this week, just for fun, we made a decision that in every order we were going to put a magnet for your refrigerator that looks like a Russian window. I'm teaching about windows into divine revelation. And as I told you in the stand up to the program, about 200 years ago, people had a problem in Russia with people peeking through their windows. So they said, what can we do? To stop people from peeking through our windows and they decided to surround their windows with beautiful lattice work look at this this really is what the windows look like in homes scattered all over the run russian countryside and they thought you know if we could just put enough lattice work around the windows maybe people will look at the exterior and quit looking through the window itself and it worked but In the process, they made these whimsical, beautiful, beautiful windows that you can see all over the Russian countryside. And we're going to drop one of these into every order this week. And I want you to put it on your refrigerator. And when you see it, I want you to pray for the renters as we reach the Russian-speaking world. And I want you to remember that God wants you to see around all the things that are obstructing your view so you can see through the window, because beyond the window, God has a revelation He wants to give to you. And today, I want you to reach for your Bible, and we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, where we have a prayer for divine revelation. Paul is praying for the church, at Ephesus. And beginning in Revelation chapter 1, verse 15, Paul says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love unto all the saints, Ephesians 1:16, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. We could just stop on verse 16 and teach a whole series just on that one verse. But notice he says it's the very first of verse 16. I cease not to give thanks for you. And when you read this in the Greek text, the words cease not are ou paouomai. The word ou is a canceler. It is a negative. The word paouomai means to pause, to refrain from something or to stop. And it's really where we get the word pause. And when you compound this into one phrase, it means I never cease, I never pause, I never stop or take a break in giving thanks for you. And the words giving thanks are the Greek word eukarysteo. The word you describes a really swell or wonderful feeling. The second part of the word karysteo comes from the word charis, which is the word grace. It describes something that freely flows. But when you compound the two words together, they form the word eucharistia, which generally depicts a good disposition or overwhelming good feeling about someone or something that causes one to experience and to express a free-flowing gratitude or thankfulness. It was the equivalent of Paul saying, Oh, Ephesian saints, I love you so much. And when I think of you, I have such swell feelings. I don't even have to try to be thankful for you. I am just naturally thankful for you. My thankfulness for you just flows out of my heart. And then he adds, I give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers in these two words making mention we have a profound revelation about what happens when we pray the greek says menean and this is very important Poiemenas is a form of the greek word poieo and the word poieo means to create listen to this to create to build or to manufacture the second word is menean it comes from the word menea which pictures a monument a statue or some type of memorial that is intended to be a permanent memorial or reminder of a person's deed and actions and actually when Paul says making mention of you it means in my prayers i'm fabricating i'm producing I am manufacturing statues, monuments, and memorials of you, which means when we pray for someone in faith, those words don't just leave our lips and disappear, but our words literally create monuments, statues, memorials of the person that we're praying for in the presence of God. Every time you call their name in faith and pray for them, you're building a statue, a monument, a or a memorial of them in the presence of God. And when God looks, He sees them there. He sees them there. He sees them there. God is confronted by that person because in your prayers, you have built a memorial of them in front of the face of God. And Paul says, I'm making mention of you in my prayers. The word in is the Greek word epi, a preposition which means on top of. Paul literally means my prayers are ascending to heaven and on top of my prayers, I'm lifting up before God statues, monuments, and memorials of you. I remember when my grandmother Renner was older, one day I was visiting with her and she was sitting in her chair and she said, oh, Ricky, I'm just good for nothing. All I can do is just sit here and pray, pray for you. I said, Grandma, it may be the best thing you've ever done for me. I said, keep praying. Because when we pray in faith, we're literally building statues, monuments, and memorials of other people in prayer. And we actually see an example of this in Acts chapter 10 when the angel showed up to Cornelius and said to Cornelius, Your prayers and your alms are are come up as a memorial before God. It is the very same word, which means, again, prayers are not just words we utter that disappear, but prayers prayed in faith literally ascend in our prayers into the presence of God, and they stand eternally in the presence of God, and God is always confronted by what you have prayed because your prayers have erected a statue, a monument, or a memorial of that person or that need right in front of the eyesight of God. That is so powerful. But then when you come to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul continues, and he says, Here's specifically what I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of Glory. Look at that phrase, Father of glory. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. But the very first of verse 17, the King James Version begins with the word that. The word that in Greek is the word henna. This word henna points to an express purpose. It's the equivalent to saying, here's expressly what I'm praying for you. This is exactly what I want to happen to you. That, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory. And in the Greek text, the words the father has a definite article. So this is not just any father. This is the father. And there's something else very important. That word father is the Greek word pater. And the word pater portrays one who begets or one who imparts. It is a progenitor who produces and replicates and here he is called the father of glory, which means he is the father who replicates and produces glory and glory and glory and more glory. And the word glory that is used here is a form of the Greek word doxas, which describes the radiance or the glory or the splendor of God. But it also denotes the weightiness of God's presence that is filled with everything good. And because he is the father of glory, he is the progenitor of glory and it is his nature to produce glorious experiences, a glorious presence that is filled with everything good. And Paul says, my prayer is that the father of glory who replicates and produces glory may give unto you. And here we find, that when you have experience with the glory of God, it imparts something to you. This is why we need to be in meetings where the glory of God is in manifestation. It's one reason why I do my best to go to several conferences every year. I want to get into the presence of God's glory in a corporate meeting because always when I'm in the presence of of God's glory, I receive something, it always gives me something. And here Paul says that when you have an encounter with the glory of God, it gives you something. He says, I'm praying the Father of glory may give. And the word may give, the word doe is a form of the Greek word didomi, which means to give, to bestow as a gift. God wants to give you something as a gift coming right out of his glory. It means to supply or to furnish. God's glory will supply you with something. It will furnish you with something. In fact, he says, may give unto you the Greek word humus, which means directly to you. This removes any shadow of a doubt about what God wants to give. He wants to give directly to you what? A spirit of wisdom and revelation and revelation. In the knowledge of him. The word spirit, the Greek word pneuma, it would be a spirit. Of course, it's referring to a spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is a result of the indwelling Holy Spirit and an encounter with the glory of God. But notice he calls it a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let's look at those two words, wisdom and revelation. The word wisdom is a form of the Greek word sophia, and in the New Testament, It usually depicts wisdom not naturally attained. We could call it special insight. It was also used in a secular sense to describe highly educated people like scientists, philosophers, doctors, teachers, and others who were considered to be the upper intelligence of society. It depicted those who are brilliant Intellectually sharp or especially enlightened. It was a class of individuals whom the world would call clever, astute, smart, or intellectually brilliant. It was a term reserved only for those who were considered to be the upper crust of society. And here we see the Apostle Paul uses this word to tell us that when we have an encounter with the glory of God and the glory of God touches us, it imparts to us Sophia wisdom, which gives us such special insight that it raises us above the rest of society which means, my friend, one encounter with the Spirit of God and the glory of God will make you astute. It will make you brilliant. It will give you, Sophia, special insight. But hey, that's not all. He says the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the word and in Greek is the word chi. It's really a clarification. A better translation would be that God would give you a spirit of wisdom, even revelation. The reason this is important is because that word even tells us we're not talking about wisdom that's, not, that's naturally attained. He says it's even revelation. This is something supernatural, it's something divine. And the word revelation is a form of the Greek word apokalypsis, which is a compound of two words, the word apo, which means away, and the word kalupta, which means to hide, to veil, or to cover. But when you compound the two words together, here, We find the form apocalypsis, and when compounded, it refers to something that was previously veiled or hidden, but then suddenly it becomes clear and visible to the mind or to the eye. It is a sudden revealing, it is a sudden unveiling, it means to uncover. "...because the veil has been removed, what is behind the veil is no longer concealed or hidden from view." Divine revelation and the ability to see, to know, and to understand what one could never know, see, or understand by himself. And I've told you the best illustration of this was when I was a kid. And in our living room in our home, we had a big picture window, and it seemed like the curtains were always closed." But just on the other side of the curtains, there was so much to see. But you couldn't see it unless you parted the curtains. And when we parted the curtains, What was on the other side didn't just magically appear. It was always there. We just couldn't see it. I'm thinking about one time when we were filming programs in Jerusalem. And we stayed in a hotel that was right downtown. And I kept the curtains drawn the whole time that we were there. In fact, I never opened the curtains. When I came into my hotel room, the curtains were closed. And I never opened them until the last day. And on the last day, as I was sitting there working on my computer and writing and preparing programs, I thought, I wonder what would happen if I looked through that window. I wonder what is outside the window. What would be the view? So I got up and I pulled the string on the curtains and pulled the curtains apart and aye, yay I couldn't believe what was there. The scene was absolutely magnificent. It had been there the whole week and I had never seen it because the curtains were closed. That's what happens when you have a divine revelation. Suddenly the curtains part and you see what's been there all along, but the view was obstructed. And Paul goes on to say, I'm praying that you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, which means God wants us to see Jesus and know Jesus like we've never known him before. You might say, well, how well are we supposed to know Jesus? Well, the word knowledge is the form of the Greek word epignosko. Ay, ay, ay. The word epi means to be on top of. The word genosco really means I know, I perceive, I realize, I recognize. And it carries the idea of knowing something by experience. But when you compound the two words together, it means, listen to this, to have first hand knowledge. And because of the preposition epi, which is an intensifier, it really pictures one who's on top of his subject. So when Paul says, I'm praying that you'd have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, he's saying, hey, I'm praying the curtain, the curtain would part. You would see Christ like you've never seen Him before, experience Him like you've never experienced Him before until you have a firsthand experience with Him. And professionally, you'd be on top of the subject when it comes to the person of Christ, that you really know Him. And then he says in verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The word eyes in Greek is plural. It means the eyes. God doesn't want you just to see with one eye. He wants both eyes wide open. He wants to reveal to your eyes who Jesus is. He says the eyes of your understanding. And though the King James Version says understanding, the Greek word is kardias. From the Greek word kardias, where you get the word for cardiac, it's really the word for the heart. Well, the heart is the central organ that pumps blood into every single part of your body. There's not a part of your body that doesn't have blood in it because the heart is pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping blood. Now, Paul prays that our heart would be enlightened. And the word enlightened is a form of the Greek word photidza, which means to illuminate. It gives the impression of a brilliant flash of light that leaves a permanent and lasting impression. And now Paul is praying that your heart, your inner man, your core would be so enlightened. It would be like a flash of light that leaves a lasting and permanent impression on you. You know Christ like you've never known him before. And in fact, you'd be so filled with divine light that just like the heart pumps blood, your spiritual man would begin to pump that enlightenment into every single part of your body and that you would know what is the hope of his calling in the saints. And when Paul says that you would know, the word that is the word is, it means leading you into, and now we find God leads us from one area to the next. There's always a progression in the Lord that you may know. The word know, the Greek word oide, which means to comprehend, to perceive, or to understand that you may know what is. And in Greek, the words what is, the Greek word estin" means what is, exactly was, or precisely what is, which shows us how much God wants us to be on top of this subject. He wants to give us down to the smallest, minute detail information and revelation about what is the hope of His calling in the saints and what is the riches of His glory. The word riches is the Greek word plutos. (laughs) The word plutos depicts immense wealth, Riches beyond imagination. Not only that, many, many, many kinds of riches. It pictures one who possesses wealth so immense that it is immeasurable. It is abundant riches or measureless resources. He says that you may know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In the saints. The word in means in. It describes the location where God's riches are located. Christ's inheritance is in the saints. Christ's riches are in the church. Well, wow, we're barely getting started, but when we come back tomorrow, we're going to continue looking at this verse because it is so powerful. But in this verse, we have a prayer that we can pray to receive the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. God wants to give you wisdom not naturally attained, even divine revelation. He wants to part the veil so you can see through the window to the other side. I'm going to be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you to have an encounter with the glory of God that will give to you a spirit of wisdom and divine revelation.
0: If you are seeking important answers for your life, then you need a revelation from God about what you should do next. Do you know how to receive that divine revelation? The Holy Spirit has all the answers you need. And in this powerful five-part series, Rick Renner will show you how to open a window to another realm so you can receive the divine revelation and the answers you are seeking for your life. In this remarkable series, you'll learn how to open a window to another realm so you can receive divine revelation, about the vital role that praying in tongues plays in your receiving divine revelation, specific prayers that you can pray to help you receive the revelation you need. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the timeless book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and two. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God. In an easy to read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in depth Greek word studies. These classic devotionals can be yours for just $45 each and as our special gift to you. With every paid order, we are including a beautiful Russian window magnet, each uniquely finished and with masterful detail. Don't miss these exciting offers. This series windows into divine revelation and sparkling gems one and two, and receive a beautiful Russian window magnet with every order. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. My friend, today we barely got started on a prayer that you can pray for wisdom and revelation. And tomorrow we're going to pick up here and continue. But I'm offering you my series, which is called Windows into divine revelation and it comes with a study guide and we're also offering you my two books sparkling gems from the greek number one and sparkling gems from the greek number two if you don't have these books why not You need to have one of these books or both of them. And by the way, it doesn't matter which one you begin with. Both of them are daily devotionals. And this week, just for fun, for everybody who places an order, we're sending you a replica of a Russian window with all that beautiful lattice work. It's a magnet that you can put on your refrigerator. And when you look at it, remember to pray for the renters as we're reaching Russian-speaking people around the world. And remember that God wants you to look through the window. He wants to give you a divine. And revelation. I want you to remember that. And if you have a special prayer need, please reach out to us. We really believe that God hears and answers prayer, and we are people of prayer. And the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 33:3 call unto me, I will hear you, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things. If you'll let us know how to pray by calling us right now, or by sending us an email, we will call out to God in faith. He will hear us, He will answer us, and He will show you great and mighty things. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for an encounter with the Spirit of God and the glory of God that gives to me and to my friend and all of us a spirit of wisdom and revelation until our heart is totally illuminated, especially with the knowledge of Jesus and with everything else that we need to see. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll see you then.
0: Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God together we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries.